Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome back to my reviews of the best all-Mountain West skis of the current season. When we parted ways at the end of Part 1, I had just finished my review of the new Solomon Stance 96. We pick up the thread of our coverage of the best power skis in the all-Mountain West category with the Dinastar M-Pro 99. Next in our hit parade is the Dinastar M-Pro 99, part of a new series that's the first new freeride series from Dinastar that isn't a spin-off of the Sham models that the French brand rolled out nearly a decade ago now. The original Sham collection included both metal and non-metal versions, but over time the Tetanol models were trimmed from the line. A few seasons ago, the Sham name was dropped in favor of Legend, but aside from a dampening system in the forebody, the essentials of the design remained the same. Now, the M-Pro series bids au revoir to all that. Sure, the M-Pro 99 is tapered and rockered at both ends, but neither the baseline nor the side cut is copied from the Sham slash Legend playbook. Tetanol has been reintroduced, although not in full sheets. Instead, the rocket frame insert is concentrated in the tail and underfoot, with a thin sliver extended towards the tip. The net effect is a forebody that is ready to give in any direction, married to a tail that is built to hold its course. Many, if not all, models in the all-Mountain West genre build themselves as 50-50 skis, meaning they are equally adept on hard, groomed snow and soft, irregular crud. But Dinastar knows that skiers don't buy a 99mm wasted ski to cruise groomers. They get one in hopes of never seeing a groomer again. So the M-Pro 99 is clearly more of a 70-30 stick, with the 70% falling on the off-trail side of the ledger. The shallow side cut and square tail design signal a directional ski that will plane evenly through tracked-up pow. Note the mere 10mm difference between the tip width and the tail, and less than 30mm delta from tip to waist. The only other place you'll find side cuts as straight as this is among the behemoths in the powder platoon. One way to think of the M-Pro 99 is as a powder ski shrunk to everyday dimensions with a more supportive tail that will make a crisper arc on hardpack. While there's no doubt that the M-Pro 99 would rather face a powder field than a race course, it's able to ride a quiet edge on hard snow in part because it uses a hybrid core. As long as the top layer of snow has some give to it, the M-Pro 99 handles easily and responsibly. Its bias towards longer turns and their attendant higher speeds tilts its suitability to advanced skiers, but other aspects of its design favor finesse skiers who aren't likely to overload the tip. Because the M-Pro 99 simplifies off-trail skiing without surrendering the edge hold needed to carve on groomers, we award it a silver skier selection. Up next is the Stokely Stormrider 95, a ski that one could easily make an argument for being number one in the genre instead of where it lies in this particular rendition of the top skis in the category. The one condition that separates the best all-mountain west skis from the merely excellent is crud. It's the dream of perpetual powder that drives the category. There's no other reason to have a ski this wide. But the reality is uncut powder is over and done with within the first few minutes after any big mountain's opening bell. Then you have to navigate a wildly variable condition that continues to deteriorate hour by hour. 
The skis no longer have a clean surface to plane over, and the tracked-up terrain tugs them in multi-axis directions. The only way to prevail is to gun it, which on a weak read will feel like very bad advice. The Stokely 95 gets it. It knows that the winning strategy is to pummel crud into submission. You don't have to pick a line, for the Stormrider 95 will create its own path through the rubble. All the pilot has to do is move his feet across the fall line and otherwise remain calm, poised, and aim downhill. Not everyone is constitutionally equipped for this exercise. If the idea of blazing down a 40-degree pitch covered in total crap sounds more insane than idyllic, there are plenty of finesques in the all-mountain west genre to serve you. But for those who revel in busting through wind berms, there's only a fistful of models that feel comfortable in the chaos of high-speed crud skiing. The Stormrider 95 is arguably the best in the world at this game. Take away all the powder and replace it with hard pack, and the Stormrider 95 transforms into a GS ski, reeling off long-radius turns that are as secure as a Swiss bank account. To enhance maneuverability in all conditions, last year's Stormrider 95 completed a weight loss program that began two years ago. Stokely has perfected a means of tapering a tetanal laminate so it thins out as it extends to tip and tail. Called Tytech technology, it was applied to the bottom tetanal layer three years ago. In 2020, the top sheet got the same treatment, paring a few more grams off the Stormrider 95's mass and making the extremities a bit softer. It still runs through crud as if it were chiffon. It just feels a little easier to maneuver. Also new last season was a switch to a sidewall material to what Stokely calls polywall, a more impact-resistant material that also serves as a supplemental shock dampener. The new sidewall and tetanal top sheet tapering contributed to an uptick in our panelists' already lofty power and finesse scores for this latest iteration of the Stormrider 95. Skiers seeking the edge of the Stormrider 95's performance envelope are hereby cautioned that their goal may not be attainable. As Ward Piles from Peter Glenn jotted on his test card, if you want to haul and get excited about pushing the limits of the ski, it responds to this challenge with pleasure. Our next All Mountain West power option is Rossignol's Black Ops Holy Shred, a new model that's actually been around for a little while because for two years, Rossignol treated its black ops models as if they were part of a clandestine operation known only to insiders. It was sort of the shop kid's secret weapon. The problem with marketing a secret ski collection is you can be too successful at keeping it quiet. And after serving as second fiddles behind the legendary 7 series, now this year the black ops models have now been thrust into the spotlight as their replacements. The Holy Shred brings two distinctive elements to the party that the 7 Series predecessor, the Sky 7, lacked. Tetanil in its layup, and a full-on twin-tip baseline. Almost every ski in the All-Mountain West genre has a measure of tail rocker, but no other major brand produces an unabashed directional twin-tip intended for all-mountain skiing. The addition of Tetanil gives the Holy Shred the stability on edge that most pipe and park twin-tips lack. Here's another twist of the Holy Shred story. Its unusually high camber line gives it a spring-loaded rebound that propels the skier off the bottom of bottomless snow. While its dual shovel baseline suggests it might smear easier than mayonnaise, when in powder, its preferred terrain, if you can find it, 
Its 45-degree braid of synthetic fiber loads up as it finds the belly of the turn. As it recoils, the rising holy shred helps the skier unweight as he, or she, crosses the fall line, as old-school a move as camber itself. If there is such a thing as ski design irony, (laughs) the ski-to-target-customer relationship of the holy shred to its potential patrons embodies it. No other design feature screams youth market as loudly as a ski with a steeply turned-up tail, but the holy shred's relatively soft flex pattern, forgiveness, and capacity for drifting are traits tailor-made for skiers who've lost the punch and effortless power of their college years. Hence, this year, we've awarded the Black Ops Holy Shred a silver skier selection. Completing our power picks in the All Mountain West category is the Fisher Ranger 99Ti. Now, Fisher's been tinkering with its off-trail Ranger collection over the span of several seasons, searching for the fine line between lightweight, with its attendant ease of operation, and elite carving capability that can handle the transition to hard snow. The Ranger 99Ti tilts the scales in favor of stability, amping up the carving power by reverting to a square, ABS sidewall straddling a classic wooden tetanil sandwich. A carbon inlay in the tip lowers swing weight and overall mass, which is substantial enough to keep it calm on corduroy, yet feels comparatively light when tearing through crud. A veteran testers from Joe's Ski Shop summarizes his impressions of some of the Ranger 99 ties' more subtle changes. Quote, The current model is a slight construction change from the previous one, a change in the core materials and a bit less tip and tail rocker. It makes the ski a bit better at tip engagement, with a bit more all-mountain feel to it compared to last year's ski. Overall, I'd say it makes what was a very good ski even better, especially for inbound skiing out west, where you can go from powder to groom to crud all in one run. Other testers laud the Ranger 99's TI's agility for a ski of its girth, calling it nimble and quick to turn, light and playful, and best short turns of the big mountain soft snow skis. Its relatively zippy reflexes belie a sublime stability at speed that eluded the previous generation of Rangers, but is inbred in the new 99 tie. It's a solid addition to the Fisher family, vows Jack Walzer of Jans, who has been an aficionado of Fisher's for a generation. By tweaking everything, core, baseline, sidewalls, Fisher transformed this commercially important model from a lightweight who got beat up by mean conditions like hard snow or chunky crud into a lean machine that doesn't take any crap from any kind of snow, no matter what the Eskimos call it. A look behind the scenes at Fisher reveals the hand of Mike Hattrop. Yes, the same Mike Hattrop who starred alongside Plake and Schmidt in Blizzard of Oz 30 years ago. Hattrop has been at Fisher long enough to positively influence the direction of the venerable Austrian brand's Ranger series of skis and boots, a development that bodes well for all parties. Now it's time to turn our attention to six finesse favorites. These are skis that have the main virtue of opening up terrain access for all skiers. After all, the main reason to acquire an all-mountain west ski is to get the widest ski possible that you can use as an everyday ride. And the reason you want the widest ski is so that you can take it into the powder and what's left of powder between storms. To make that all-terrain access as effortless as possible, you want one of our finesse favorites. The price of off-trail success can be some stability at high speed on hard snow, but this shouldn't be a concern for advanced skiers who rarely reach the top of the recreational speed range. 
When kept within their comfort zone, mid-radius turns at moderate speeds, our finesse favorites can motor through any terrain you care to traverse. Our number one finesse favorite, and by dint of that also a silver skier selection, is the Headcore 99. Now, many lifelong skiers are familiar with the decidedly mixed history of lightweight skis. Anyone who wants to revisit the dubious joys of a stripped-down ski can always hop on a 399 package ski. Suffice it to say, you'll learn quickly to keep your speed in check. So I suspect most veteran testers who try a head core model for the first time carry with them a hint of suspicion. You can tell in the hand that they're lighter than the typical wooden metal makeup usually found at the top of this popular genre. Will a noticeably lighter ski like the Core 99 measure up to the standard set by powerful skis like the Bonafide 97, the MX-98, the M5 Mantra, and the Enforcer 100? Yes, indeed. The Core 99 annihilates every negative ever associated with lightweight skis. Lightness doesn't affect its grip or stability, which is nearly on a par with the metal-laden iRally. It holds a medium radius turn without a hitch, delivering effortless power usually associated with a more traditionally built ski. For the Core 99 is anything but traditional, and a significant departure from Head's customary wood and metal constructions. The core's principal components are graphene, choroid, and caruba, a lightweight wood often found in backcountry models. The graphene does the heavy lifting in terms of distributing pressure along a flex pattern that provides the feedback experts expect from a high-performance ski. Because any competent tester would be focused on trying to find a flaw that derives from the Core 99's lightness, the first run in this ski feels experimental, sort of like a first dance with a new partner. Somewhere during the second run, you realize it can do whatever you want to do, and you relax and just ski. You stop focusing on its differentness and gain a deeper appreciation of how well it mimics the performance envelope of this hotly competitive category's perennial all-stars. Not only do the Core 99's power properties meet the highest standard for edge grip and stability at speed, its lower mass means it takes less effort to ski, forestalling fatigue and lengthening the ski day. It's the perfect marriage of power and finesse. Quote, comfortable balance point, confirms Jim Schaffner from Starthouse. Easy to get rolled up on edge, a solid player in the 100mm wasted category. Unlike some of its burlier bros in the all-Mountain West genre, the Core 99 feels quick to the edge and reactive off it. It didn't ski like a short, 100-centimeter fat ski, writes Bobos Theron Lee. It was very nimble, yet very stable at speed and able to follow terrain quite well. The biggest surprise was the width. It did not feel like a 99-millimeter width. It felt much narrower. For delivering elite performance with less effort from the pilot, we again award the Core 99 a silver skier selection. Our next finesse favorite comes from our favorite small batch brand, Liberty, and the Evolve 100. Now, before Liberty could make an all-mountain ski that could go head-to-head against the world's best, it first had to learn to make a great frontside ski. Now, like most small batch brands, Liberty began by making the wider skis that the mainstream brands at the time underserved. The objective was to make a light and maneuverable off-trail ski, not an on-trail carver. Two years ago, all that changed when Liberty mastered the means of inserting vertical aluminum struts into their customary carbon and bamboo structures. 
The test run for the new Vertical Metal Technology, or VMT, was a three-model series in waist widths of 76, 82, and 92 millimeters. Most small brands' attempts at carving skis border on the comically bad, but the V-series skis were a stunning exception. They could deliver a punch on hard snow and come off the edge with authority. Last year, the original dual-strut construction was applied to an all-Mountain West design, bringing front-side quality edge control to a more floaty silhouette, hence the Evolve 100. The trait that distinguishes the Evolve 100's personality from the rest of the all-Mountain West pack is directly attributable to Liberty's VMT concept. The instant a shock tries to deflect the ski off course, the struts resist the deformation and stick the ski back on the snow before the pilot knows it ever left. Snow contact is maintained in all snow conditions, but is especially notable in wind-affected crud, where many rockered forebodies flounder. Like any ski with metal in its makeup, the Evolve 100 isn't light as a feather, but it's so well-balanced and responsive to steering input that even the most irregular snow requires less effort to navigate. Its ability to maintain its composure when under assault by adverse conditions allows the pilot to relax, a real energy saver on a pow day. By my thoroughly unscientific estimate, the average advanced skier can add up to three more runs per ski day just by switching to the Evolve 100. When Jim Schaffner likes a ski, you know it can hold up to a hard, sustained edge set delivered by a superb technician. After running it through a gamut of midwinter snow varieties at Snow Basin, Utah, Schaffner came away impressed. Quote, this was a great all-rounder. It performed well in the mixed snow conditions. For its even temperament and energy-saving equanimity in rough terrain, we award the Liberty Evolve 100 a silver skier selection. Sharing our finesse ski podium is Solomon's QST-99. Two years ago, Solomon improved the hard snow performance of the QST-99 by adding basalt to its foundational carbon flax, or CFX, fibers. Last year, Solomon reconfigured its primary elements, mixing the basalt and carbon parts and using the flax in its own layer under the binding zone. The net effect was to augment the sense of support, not just underfoot, where there's also a slice of tetanol, but all along the baseline. Two other changes to the ski design contributed mightily to the QST-99's infusion of power and improved snow contact. Four millimeters of width was paired away from both the tip and tail, so the latest version doesn't automatically try to steer out of the fall line, and the substitution of cork for choroid in the shovel changed how the ski absorbed shock. Solomon asserts that the cork damplifier, as they call it, is 16 times more proficient at absorbing shock and even lighter weight than choroid. With its new tremor silhouette, a 181-centimeter QST-99 weighs 65 grams less this year than it did in 2018-19. While improving its stability at speed score from 7.8 to 8.43, the best score in the genre for a non-metal ski. The change in the relationship between the tip width and waist width, along with its bolstered torsional rigidity, gives the new QST-99 both a more solid edge and more of a fall line orientation. While the change in side cut radius is minimal, only 0.4 meters, the effect is radical. The 2019 QST-99 didn't even make our recommended cut. The current iteration is one of the most balanced, high-performance finesse skis in the viciously competitive All-Mountain West category. Testers like Garrett Hagg of the Sportloft were KO'd by how far Solomon raised the QST-99's performance ceiling. An amazing all-around ski, he says. 
The cork dampening system in the tip and tail is great at high speeds. It handles powder and crud well. My experience with the QST99 is edifying as I've closely followed its fortunes over the years. It was the first new ski I tried last winter, and I could tell in the first hundred yards that this was a different beast, willing and able to be pushed hard. On my second run, I tackled a crispy collection of frozen-in-place moguls with a light frosting of fresh snow, sure to rattle an edge loose if not handled with care. The QST-99 held a tight-to-the-fall-line course, darting from trough to trough with unperturbed aplomb. I was suddenly so far ahead of my group that I lost them as soon as I exited stage left through a grove of evergreens. Oh well, I still had time for a couple more laps, and the QST-99 was ready to rumble. Our next finesse favorite, the Atomic Ben Chetler 100, is also a fantastic value. To give you an idea of what a steal the Ben Chetler 100 was two years ago, Atomic understandably raised its likely retail price by $100, and it was still the best value in the category. But the Ben Chetler 100 is more than just a good deal. It's a wonderfully versatile ski that's as easy to ski in off-trail conditions as any All-Mountain West model at any price. The key to the Ben Chetler 100's charms is its Horizon Tech tip and tail, which are rockered on both axes. By crowning its extremities, the little Chetler feels like it can drift in any direction on a whim without losing control of trajectory. When in its element, it's the epitome of ease, rolling over terrain like a spatula over icing. The Ben Chetler 100 is all about freedom of expression rather than the tyranny of technical turns. So what if its liberty-loving tip doesn't want to show up early in the turn? That's not its shtick. It has Talon's technical skis never imagined, like throwing it in reverse off a precipice. It's light, it's easy to pivot, and it's wide enough to float in two feet of fresh. If you evaluate the Ben Shetler 100 for what it does, rather than what it isn't meant to do, it's an all-star in a league of its own. These are the top of the heap when it comes to blending playfulness with precision, says Bob Gleason of Boot Doctors, who has been assessing skis for almost as long as your esteemed editor. Easy to ski in variable conditions, says Bob. It arcs and scrubs with dexterity. Although the Bent Chetler 100 is a directional ski, its unique design lends itself to omnidirectional skiing. This pegs its probable skier profile as a young male with aerial antics on his bucket list. But it would be underselling the Bent Chetler 100 to lump it with pipe and park twin tips. Its preference for soft snow is hardly a character flaw in an all-mountain west model. Anyone looking for a great value in an all-terrain ski can't do any better than a Bent Chetler 100. Next up is another twin tip, the Dinastar Menace 98. To understand for whom the Dinastar Menace is intended, think male adolescent. Since some men retain a dominant adolescent streak until, well, death, <laughs> this target market definition is a little vague, but assume fun factor trumps technical precision, that its twin tips are actually likely to aim backwards periodically, and soft snow is vastly preferred over hard. There's a touch of tetanol underfoot, but don't mistake this as a secret urge to arc and spark on groomers. Groomers are where geeks convene. One look at the Menace 98's retro Hawaiian graphics tells you only the cool are going to get it. As is the case with many twins, the Menace 98 isn't an example of cutting-edge tech, relying instead on a simple glass poplar layup to deliver the goods. 
With no extra dampening agents to douse its lively disposition, the Menace 98's glass laminates behave like big leaf springs, propelling the pilot across the fall line into what one hopes will be a soft landing in the middle of the next turn. Put hard, flat snow underneath it and it will be as uncooperative as any teen when pressed to do something he intuitively dislikes. With a name like Menace, this Star sounds like a handful, but it actually takes instruction well, as long as you're not talking about hard snow carving, which lies outside its definition of fun. It's simplicity itself to pivot, which is essential if you're going to ride it like a beast with two heads. Even if your intent is to always face downhill, this putty knife smear ability comes in handy in lumpy off-trail conditions, where a narrower twin tip won't move sideways with equal facility. And when the snow is light and fluffy and you can set your own line, the Menace 98 bounces off the base of a bottomless turn and uses that energy to surface and slash to the other side of the fall line. Whether you prefer your powder turns to be forward, backward, or sideways, the Menace 98 is ready to accommodate. This brings us finally to the epitome of a finesse ski, the K2 Mindbender 99Ti. It's hard to classify K2's Mindbender 99 tie as either a finesse or a power ski as it migrates freely across the border between these two behavioral territories. Its power properties derive from a yoke of tetanol that runs along the perimeter of the forebody, segues to an edge-to-edge binding platform, and continues down the center of the tail. This design puts a premium on engaging the edge early and releasing it gently. Its double rockered baseline uses only enough elevation to tip and tail to maintain flow in uneven terrain, so the skier feels end-to-end snow contact, whether on groomers or off-trail. While the Mindbender models were introduced just last year, they are part of a K2 tradition that stretches back several product generations. If K2's essence could be distilled to a single ski trait or two, it would be made of equal parts forgiveness and ease of use. The Mindbender 99 tie doesn't try to dictate turn shape, nor does it require breakneck speed to get it to bend. It doesn't have a terrain preference. It's surprisingly snaky in the bumps. But its torsionally soft tail is more attuned to pushing against soft snow than biting into ice. As long as the surface has some give to it, the Mindbender 99 tie is a competent carver and a confidence builder for someone still polishing their off-trail talents. To give the Mindbender 99 tie more bite on crispy groomers, K2 elevates the ABS sidewalls in the ski's midsection, right above the zone where the TIY beam stretches edge to edge. The power wall sidewall is anchored to the core, so it performs like an integrated plate that automatically increases the skier's leverage and power where it's needed most. Contributing to the Mindbender 99 tie's finesse attributes are its huge sweet spot, a K2 signature trait, and a willingness to morph into whatever suits your style. It can mimic any turn shape according to how steeply it's edged, or abandon edging altogether and smudge its way downhill. Because it's just as happy to drift as carve, the Mindbender 99 tie is an ideal match for someone taking his or her first forays into off-piece terrain. K2 never forgets that the whole point of skis as wide as the Mindbender 99 tie is to make off-trail skiing substantially easier for skiers who aren't already all-terrain experts. Because of its compliant disposition and ease of operation in all conditions, we award the Mindbender 99 tie a silver skier selection.
This includes this rather lengthy broadcast covering all of the All Mountain West unisex models, but leaving as yet untouched all of the models made specifically for women with an All Mountain West footprint. We'll be covering that later in another edition. This has been Real Skiers with Jackson Hogan. Thanks for listening.